0: Once the world was full of wonders, but it belongs to humans now.
1: We creatures have all but disappeared. Demons, vampires, and witches. Hiding in plain sight, fearful of discovery, ill at ease even with each other.
2: again to A Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires, the podcast, a weekly podcast discussing season two of A Discovery of Witches television show, which you can find on numerous stations depending on which country you live in. Uh, In the United States, uh, it's generally AMC uh, Shutter. In the UK, it is generally um, Sky One uh, among a uh, wolf, bad wolf, tv or something as well um the show uh appears on friday nights in the uk and saturday nights in the united states um tonight we are going to discuss episode two of season two um and uh that's pretty much all i got there um there is no title for the episodes compared to other television shows they just go episode one season two or episode two season two and so on and so forth uh the episode was released january 15th 2021 in the uk 2021 in the u.s uh that was friday and saturday night tonight is january 6th 17th uh sunday night which we're recording this, and we do hope to have this out within a day or two. I am one of your co hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the USFA, and with me in the state, or I should say, the Commonwealth of Virginia.
1: Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? Going well.
2: And in the state of Missouri? This is Kevin. Kevin, how are you?
0: Rip Raring to go.
2: Excellent. All right, so um, some information uh, on uh, this website, if you've stumbled upon us or this podcast. Uh, we are, once again, a Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions Network. Uh, that's www.darkdiscussions.com. It is a all-genre website that has articles, columns, podcasts, news, uh, press releases and so forth. If you follow anything genre, so if you're a fan of horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrills mysteries, grindhouse, art house, cult films, foreign films, video games, anime, or whatever, um, it is a website you should probably check out daily, since it is updated daily with new uh, articles and whatnot. Uh, you can email us at darkdiscussions at aol dot com, and if you do so, we will read your email on the podcast, assuming. Uh, it is cordial and is um, related to uh, Discovery which is a TV show. Um, if you wanted to email, for example, and discuss how uh, you read the book and these are some of the changes you saw, that would be an ex- excellent example of um, an email to us. You can also email us by just going to darkdiscussions.com and pressing the contact link also we have a facebook group called dark discussions podcast facebook group where there is numerous conversations going on about all things genre and you can join in the conversation or start your own thread also you can follow us on twitter which is i believe where most people are finding this podcast uh under dark discussion one all right so um let me bring this up first um I I, uh, will probably need a lot of help from you guys to help me along on this episode. Um, My uh, attention span was somewhat limited this week uh, due to uh, the passing of my father on Thursday the 14th. Um, He passed away from COVID, uh, COVID COVID-19. He was uh, 88 years old, uh, was healthy up until January 2nd when he caught the the disease, and he passed away literally 12 days later. Um, Again, uh, the disease is deadly to senior citizens and those with underlying conditions especially, uh, though everybody should always be safe and whatnot. Um, I wrote out the obituary uh, yesterday, funerals tomorrow. Uh, I read a book to my kids, my uh, five-year-old and seven-year-old, about death and grandpa and whatnot. So you can gather watching the show last night um, wasn't necessarily as high of a priority as it would be otherwise. Also, uh, I wasn't able to rewatch it today uh, again because of uh, uh, writing up the obituary, working on the the funeral and whatnot. The funeral is actually only six people uh, because of the pandemic. We are obviously not going to uh, ask anybody to uh, come uh, to any service. Um, With that stated, uh, I am here tonight to do the episode because uh, this show is a really good show and it will be able to keep me uh, focused on something fun rather than uh, the the horrible things in the uh, general world uh, that have actually specifically hit me personally. Um, I will state that 2020 was a very good year, while 2021 was a horrible year for me so far. Um, All right, so let's get into uh, tonight's uh, discussion, or whenever people will listen, uh, but we're recording it uh, Sunday night. Um, Our opinions first on episode two of season two of... A discovery of witches uh so let's go with you kevin first
0: i i mean it was a good episode it to me it seemed like an episode that was a link episode um like linking between like like a link like getting ready for I, i don't know if i'd say a reveal but more monumentous things to happen but overall this was this was a good this was a good one uh, not the strongest, but it was still very good. All right. Sounds good.
2: Uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good, solid episode. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, definitely need some help along the way to discuss it, uh, from you two folk, uh, because again, um, um, my attention span was, was off and on because of, uh, uh, personal
0: issues, um, and, yeah. well, uh. What- very sorry to hear about the passing of your dad. That is rough, and you yes. know, my 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 utter, my, uh, my sincere condolences, please. Yes, thank you, appreciate it. Um,
2: so I was uh, a bit confused because there was a, a introduction to multiple characters that were new, and so I'm, I'm trying to uh, decipher who they are. And again, I didn't get to watch it a second time, uh, so uh, I will. Uh, Defer a lot to you folks tonight. Um, so that—that's uh, my opinion. But it was, yeah, a good episode, and uh, uh, thank you for the condolences, uh, Kevin, and and you too, Barrett, for the condolences uh, offline. Uh,
1: Barrett, what about yourself? Um, I thought it was a pretty strong episode. Uh, I liked it better than the first episode of this of this season, um, at, while not better than some of the ones in the first season. Um, but it was, it was pretty strong. I felt like I could actually follow some of the political machinations that were going on. Um, and the CGI, I still think was done really well. They did a lot of light scenes of London in the past. Um, not, not in the dark. (laughs) So I, I thought those were pretty good. Um, and the acting of course was great. And some of the set pieces and costuming still awesome. Um, and yeah, it does it does feel a little bit like a link episode. I hadn't really thought about it in in that way until Kevin brought it up. Um but yeah, some threads are kind of started and some are kind of yeah, just just starting, I guess you would say. So good episode.
2: Alright, very good. Um, all right, so uh we'll talk about uh the various uh, political aspirations of the various characters involved.
0: Um, and Not talking Democrat, Republican, or anything like that. This is po- you know, this is politics from the 1590s, and that's the politics that they're talking about. There's no real connection between politics then, and they're trying and trying to give a, polit- a political message now. It's just the politics of 1590.
2: Yep. Right, right, right. Or or specifically even the even the politics uh between de- demons, vampires and witches. Um actually before- we haven't seen any demons
1: yet. Yes, we have. Well, we'll, we'll get into
2: all that, but uh, before we get into season all right, well we'll get into all that before we get into <laughs> all that. Uh we do have uh an article that uh Barrett discovered, which is uh kinda interesting, uh because uh, in passing last week uh, mostly in joking in our prior episode. <laughs> oh, I forgot I, about. That. <laughs> I I mentioned um at the end of uh, uh last week's episode that I was curious if um the show would be attacked by uh, individuals for being I guess uh um, not having enough people of color. And I said it as a joke because a lot of stuff is is getting that. I mean, I'm using example. Chernobyl from HBO was attacked during the summer, uh, which was kind of odd because uh, Ukraine, Chernobyl in uh, the 1980s would not have large numbers of people of color unless you're talking about Tatars or maybe Armenians. Azerbaijanis or or something, but but generally they're all those folks um, would be small minorities and Armenians and Azerbaijans especially would be considered uh, Caucasians anyway. Um, Then, of course, uh, Cobra Kai uh, has been getting uh, attacked uh, consistently as well for not having enough people of color as well as cultural appropriation. <laughs> um for whatever that means i haven't watched the show so I, I i can't really comment uh but i have watched this show here and sure enough uh barrett found an article that came out literally the next day after we recorded last week's episode and oddly it wasn't from some fringe website it was actually from NBC news uh is an opinion piece which says discovery of witches can imagine vampires in the past but not black people And not only did it rip the show up and down for having no uh, people of color, uh, at least in season two, because in season one it it had... uh, um, Yeah, including including LGBTQ folk. Um, Here, um, they just ripped it all to to shreds and then also said the show is a horrible and lousy show anyway. And they're obviously in the minority, at least for the critical part. I I mean, the critical part, the show is getting phenomenal reviews uh, by Rotten Tomato and the like. Uh, But um, for the people of color and all that, I mean, we discussed last week that London in 1590 wouldn't be London of 2020 of, and this is an, an alternative uh story line that's supposed to take place in the actual 1590 with just having you know the urban fantasy elements to it so it's not an alternate timeline for example uh so obviously london today has a uh, mayor khan uh who happens to be uh a br- british person of um I believe Pakistani ancestry. Um, so obviously it's an international city. A lot of immigrants to Europe um, compared to in 1590. So it's a little different. Um, so what say you guys on this? Uh, obviously, I don't. You don't want to maybe. I mean, if you don't want to say much about it, that's fine. Because oh, I do. Know, do we, do we want to be targeted as well for some ridiculous thing? But yeah, go ahead,
1: Barrett. I, I just. <laughs> Where do you stop? Because if if a white person wrote this story and they wrote about black people and didn't do a good job of it, they'd get criticized for that. If they don't put them in, they get criticized for that. I just don't know what they're supposed to do to make it perfect. And in this time period, London is not like a melting pot of everybody. So and we're only we're looking at some of the more top echelons. He's he's working close with a guy that answers directly to the queen. So I don't think you're going to see a lot of people of color in that organization. So I just don't yeah. understand the criticism just so they're saying basically they should have them just because, so we can be politically correct in this day and age.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: I mean, that's exactly right. what the article saying and that's offensive. Yeah, it it is. It is a strange
2: thing. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, for example, when Black Panther came out and they had the the land where Black Panther comes from. I'm not not a a huge Marvel fan, so I forget the name of the country that Black Panther came from. But that country, obviously,
0: what forever?
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, (laughs) That country is in Central Africa. uh, Demographically, Central Africa is an area of people of color uh specifically black folk um and to have everybody that's black in that country in the era that it takes place which is pretty much today uh makes sense and if they suddenly had numerous people of uh other ethnicities such as or races i should say such as asians us uh both Eastern and South Asians or, or Caucasians or even even Arab folk for that matter uh, which are Caucasian. Um, it it would it would obviously uh not two things. It would be it would not be uh part of the source material, it would be added in. And two, it would seem awkward um, and obvious why it was being done. So I I, I don't see why someone would would look at this show and feel differently than we would if we saw white folk and Asian folk in that country, in Africa, in in the Black Panther. So it's just a bizarre thing, and I I see how you you can feel that it's offensive, I guess, uh, Barrett.
1: I just think, I mean, people write what they write and write what they know. I mean, you can go to all sorts of lengths to say that they're not woke enough and not, you know, inclusive enough and whatever. But this story is taking place in a specific time period. It's using specific historical people and a specific strata of society, even. Uh, what about the
2: the lead characters, though? Uh, because I... I think that this guy that wrote this article um, was also referring to um, the lead characters too. Why are they all Caucasians?
1: Well, in this episode, we got her aunt and her um, aunt's significant other, who is a black woman. Right. And And they're also part of the LGBTQ community as well.
0: And we also had uh, the one guy, um, he was a messenger. You know, and he wasn't – I mean, he was a messenger, but it was obvious that he was a messenger of importance uh, because he was well-dressed and he was well – I mean, he was
2: – But but uh, he's not a main character is what I mean.
0: Yeah. No, but what do you want?
1: The two main characters are white. I mean, I don't know where we go from there, you know. Everybody yeah. else I'll, – I'll
2: also, it was interesting the article, too, is that the the author um, also stated that since this is a show about bigotry or 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 no trust between people, specifically groups of people, so demons, witches, and vampires, why they're, they're trivializing racism because of it, because they're using fictional creatures – uh, versus using uh, people of color
1: and, I guess, white folks. Preposterous. <laughs> they may not even be talking. About, that's when someone's trying to insert every current issue into something they watch. And I just don't accept that. I don't think every writer who writes something is necessarily putting a message in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, some why can't it just be something... Well, I mean, I mean, let's, I mean, look, I, I have no idea, because, I mean, this is based off of a graphic novel, right? No, books. No. No, oh, it's a three, three novel.
2: Yeah, it's a novel okay. series, yeah.
0: Okay, for some reason, I thought it was based off of um, a graphic no, it's, novel. It's, it's, it's series. novels. It's novels, yeah. Graphic novels, I meant, but, uh, okay, well. I, I really didn't know, but I mean,
2: well, either, it
1: doesn't matter whether it's graphic novels or
0: novels. Well, okay,
2: it's, it's, it's a specific I, source material.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, we people
1: So we don't know if there are uh, more black people in it or not. I don't know what the book at the source same
0: is. time though. If you are from France, in like the the, and the I mean, I can't remember when when um Matthew was sired, but I mean, if he was from France in the. Uh, you know, in the 1400s, chances are he's going to be white. You know, I, it's just, I mean, I, I am, I have no problem with diversity. I have no pro I I have a huge problem with racism, obviously, you know, but let's, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, uh, someone who, I mean, let's face it, people in France and England, you know, in the, the the 1300s, the 1400s, the 1500s, were largely white people. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I'm sorry, you know, excuse excuse the writers for, for trying to be somewhat historically accurate. Now, granted that we're talking about vampires, witches, and demons, which, you know, is a little different, but, um, you know, we're talking fantasy here, but. But if we're trying to, we're trying to put in, which is vampires and demons, their version of a demon in, in like a a real world historical setting, then yeah, you're, you're not going to see a lot of African American people or African people of African descent, if you will, in, in, as characters. Now, like I said, I remember after hearing about this article and I remember, and I watched it again and they had, yeah, they had the. the the aunt's uh, wife, if you will. And then you had the messenger who was also black, and and no one, no one seemed to mind that he, you know, no one, he didn't seem out of place there, you know, but it's just, these people have too much time on their hands, in my opinion.
2: Well, let me bring this up about this guy. uh, I'll just, you know, I should give him credit, even though I don't know if, um, if I'm really giving him credit, but uh, Noah Berlatsky, is the critic that wrote this, uh, cultural critic. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Um, he, he's, he's Jewish, uh, because he specifically mentions it in the article, uh, basically saying that the show is also anti-Jewish. Um,
0: how Jews aren't even
2: anti-Jewish. What is he watching? Yeah. He goes the one explicitly Jewish character And A Discovery of Witches does face the kind of discrimination Jewish people in the 1500s face, but he's such a minor character and he's defined so completely by his oppression and by stereotypes. Uh, of weak and a aqua- Jewish skull is that as a Jewish person myself I really wish the showrunners hadn't bothered, and it suggests the writers may be sophisticated enough to address prejudice effectively and sensitively, even though it seems like that's like a backhanded <laughs> compliment.
0: Uh, <laughs> who? Um,
2: also, he's—I don't know—I I have no idea who. He, maybe it's maybe he got to see extra episodes earlier because I think, in other words. He's a critic, so he got to see the episodes probably six or seven episodes before everybody else type of thing. So maybe there's another one coming up. Uh, he does write this, too. He goes uh, – this is this one's a, a weird, if you ask me. He goes, discovery, which is ongoing, increasing whiteness is obviously unfortunate from a representation perspective. But on top of that, it's uncomfortable. And first of all, it's not – Unfortunate, because, again, as Kevin explained it perfectly about the time period and, and whatnot. Uh, but on top of that, it's uncomfortable, given the show's reliance on themes of prejudice. Vampires and witches hate each other irrationally, a storytelling idea clearly derived in part from the real history of racism. Since there are a few black characters on screen, this means that the show can feel like a parable about racial discrimination, but f- featuring white people. Uh, the blonde, blue-eyed Diana is supposedly the focus of her society's hatred. Now, this sentence is a complete, complete canard and falsehood because Diana's blonde—well, uh, she's not really blonde; she's dirty blonde or or, or chestnut—and her blue—and uh, her blue eyes. But either way, her hair color and eye color have nothing to do with her society's hatred. No, that's an l- absolute lie. Uh, they, their ethnicity and race have nothing to do, and and because that actress happens to have traits that he considers, I guess, too Caucasian or too white, and and I'm I'm as dark as you can get, so so I, I'm I'm not even close to being uh, white privileged, but uh, or blonde or or blue eyed for that matter. But the the thing is is the reason people, people hate her and, and it has nothing to do with her as a as, as heritage or how she looks. It has to do with the fact that she has the power to get this, this book.
1: They that, want her power. What's that? They want her power.
0: Yeah. Or they're scared of her power.
1: And, and they want it. They want so to take it from her. Because that's what he did to her parents was try to take their power. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Knox. Yeah. Knox. He killed her parents for that specific reason was to try and get their power. Right. And he, he's blue eyed too. Right. So what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> well, this guy, you start yeah. article with these are clearly inspired by Stephanie Meyer's Twilight. Now, dude, there are a bazillion vampire stories out there. You know, there's this lady named Anne Rice. It could have been inspired by that. You don't know not clearly inspired by stephanie Meyer's twilight so right. from there his article starts and just continues on a path of wrongness
2: right well even if it is inspired by twilight so what right a lot of people like twilight you may not i may not kevin may not but a lot of oh, people did.
0: don't you do phil but i definitely don't that's just because you're a teenage girl but there you go <laughs> i like them so They're- but yeah, so that's, that's that's what they used that they uh, earlier dark discussions episode when Phil was going on and on yeah, about country like Twilight, all the, all the co-hosts were joking. This is uh, Phil's just a teenage girl in disguise. But <laughs> I mean, that's, it's just we're we're kidding on that one. I mean, it's yeah, people right. like Twilight. I I understand it. I saw the first movie. I wanted my money back, and uh, even though I rented the DVD, um, I, I I just couldn't get into it. But you know what, people loved it. Right right but but problem i don't
2: care right right but but that that's that's really off topic the the point is <laughs> it is it doesn't even matter what right. inspired it as as barrett was trying to say
1: right so you know? start, that is your beginning of the article almost is just ridiculous to begin with cuz who cares what inspired it <laughs> R- right
2: exactly and and what inspired it has nothing to do with whether or not it's a quality show or not or whether it's too white so that was just a backhand slap, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, so so I I don't know. Again, this is an editorial, but then again, most most news is really just editorials nowadays, um, and and whatnot. So obviously, he has some sort of beef against a lot of things. Um, any anybody want to further comment on 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 this this article by
1: this Noah? No, don't read it people because it's
0: horrible don't give him clicks yeah I mean, he has too much time on his hands i mean seriously um i really think he has too much time on his hands for him to be able to really make a big thing out of out of the show be because they're trying to stay somewhat uh historically accurate um get a life though
1: but get this he later on in the article i want to say one last thing he talks about shonda rhimes bridgerton which is totally historically inaccurate, right? <laughs> From what right, that's
2: an alternate timeline. That's a probably right, it's, it's an alternate something.
1: timeline, which is fine. I I don't mind a story that does that. That it has an alternate timeline and it is playing with that timeline however it wants. That's awesome. I have no problem with that. But he seems to have a problem with it being historically accurate.
2: <laughs> right, right. Well, and and that's the thing is is Br- Bridgerton is the name of the show or or sure. books or whatever it is. Bridgeton that's is it? that's its own Distinct thing. That's that's not this show. So why even com- compare it that right. way? Yeah, you know that's why. It might as well compare Game of Thrones and, and Lord of the Rings as well. You know, or any fantasy. It, it's it doesn't make any sense. So
1: anyway, yeah. So I, I don't have any more to Is say. Game of Thrones, did Game of Thrones get that kind of criticism for not being diverse enough, or?
2: I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um no. again though that, that was a few years earlier that show, so the the woke stuff was really just you know really taken off in the last two years or so. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm sure it has. Uh because I know Lord of the Rings had some issues um with wokeness, but uh that's a, a different show anyway, or a different movie. So uh yeah. but either way, uh yeah, it is bizarre that NBC News or, or maybe it's not bizarre that NBC News would publish such an article, uh, an article because it is—it'll uh, definitely get clicks. That's for sure. That, I mean, I think that's that's what the main thing for them is to get clicks. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, it's it's just just really really out there. Um, uh, post ed, ed, editorials or articles from people that are really out there are really. Pull, pull you know pulling things out of there wherever anyway <laughs> all right so let' us let's, let's go uh into uh, tonight's episode and we'll to talk about that uh who wants to set it up
1: go ahead kevin
0: okay sure uh <laughs> it's okay i i thought <laughs> twice, so hopefully uh, I'll get everything right well first uh i I don't remember the exact order how it went i mean we see um what was the main character's woman again? Diana? Diana. Yeah. Uh, Diana's, because um, we've got to remember Diana's aunt and her aunt's partner wife. I don't know if they're married or not, but I'll, I'll just say wife. Uh, it, so her her aunt and her aunt's wife are in uh, Matt's family's castle, okay, with his mother, um, and who, so in other words, her family, okay, Diana's family is a, are witches and Matt's family obviously are vampires. They do not get along, but because of Matt, they decided, you know, Matt said, have the witches live in my castle, you know, where the vamp where, with my vampire mother and neither of them are happy about it. Uh, the only one that doesn't seem to have a problem with it is the, if you will, the main servant in the castle. And she's pretty much saying, she's pretty much saying, look, try to bury your your prejudices aside, you know, because we're all kind of in this together now. And neither, neither I mean, the the aunt's wife seems to be okay with trying to be peaceful, but the aunt is not the the mother does not want to be peaceful at all. But the the mother's servant seems pretty fine with it. Um, but as we go on, we go back to oh, and also the woman uh, I forgot her name. The the woman that the witch that attacked Diana, the the Eastern European Satu. woman, Satu. Right? She goes to yeah, the, the Finnish
2: woman. The Finnish woman.
0: The Finnish woman. She yeah. goes off. Right anyway she goes off kind of into this place middle of nowhere meets up with this woman who was his was her sorry was her teacher and they kind of have this little thing and then we hear this we hear the first time we hear the word a weaver and you're thinking okay what's a weaver but then we go back into 1590s england and so we have Matthew and Diana. And okay, kind of long story short, everybody knows Diana's a witch. They're kind of freaked out about her. And they finally they they find uh Diana finds the woman that she wanted she asked her to teach, but got freaked out. And she says, please help me, please help me. You know, we we need your help. I'm sorry we brought you in, you know, <clears throat> you know, kind not really false pretenses, but I'm sorry we kind of forced you in. Can you please help me? And so she brings Diana to kind of like one of the head witches in the area. And the head witch is like all happy to meet her and wants to bring her to kind of their coven. The Reed. They
1: called, they called it the Reed.
0: Yeah, they called it the Reed. It's like, okay. Meanwhile, Matthew is still trying to establish himself. He meets up with the head vamp, essentially the head vampire of London who is, a, <laughs> he's an interesting character. He's a priest, or he was a priest who died during the plague, but came back to life. And so somebody, and they, it's funny because they said, yeah, somebody must have sired him. And so and then I think uh, Kit said, yeah, but or, uh, but nobody's willing to admit it. Um, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But then, yeah, this priest is, he kind of has a little bit of a power trip, but he also does seem to really want to help uh, people in that area <clears throat> and essentially what he does. But he does have power over them. He says, I'll protect you. But he feeds off of them, but also he gets their knowledge and their secrets. So he knows a lot of what's going on in the area because of these people that he's he's bitten. Um, And. It, it just kind of goes on. The the the, the read accepts Diana. Diana confesses that, yes, I'm from the future. I came back here because I'm looking for the Book of Life. And people are like, you've actually seen it? She's like, yeah, it exists. And I've seen it. And I'm here to try to get it. And um, so the, the, the read accepts her. The The priest meets with Matthew and Diana. And Diana actually impresses the priest because the priest sees that Diana was bitten. And so she confesses because the, because the priest said, look, if I can't remember how it went, but like, if the vampire bit you, it's death for the vampire. If you gave willingly, it's um, you're essentially the, the witch is kicked out of London, but the woman, but the, but Diana said, I gave it to him because I wanted to save his life. And so the priest said, fine, God, you know, your act of mercy, God smiles on your act of mercy. I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's a, he's, he's got a bit of a God complex because he even, so he says, you know, God's watching you and God's this, but he seems to be kind of using himself and God interchangeably.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh,
0: runs the city. Everything yeah, he runs, after him first. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, and it's, And so at the end, uh, there's a witch, a male witch in the, in the prison and essentially they're afraid that he might talk about Diana. So the only, so even if he lives, uh, Matthew is in a tough spot because, you know, not, I mean, he's trying to persecute witches to satisfy the queen But at the same time, though, he's he doesn't he doesn't want to anymore. And and he's actually trying to he's trying to find traitors. And
1: well, remember, he's also a double agent because he's there spying for his father.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. You know, but at first you thought, oh, he's only spying on Catholics, but he's not spying on Catholics. He's actually going after witches, too. And it's just. He's he's getting frustrated because like the queen's right hand person, right hand guy is pretty much telling him torture this guy until you get a confession. But if Matthew lets him go, Matthew gets in trouble for letting him go. And he may talk about Diana, which is what he also doesn't want to talk about. So he he ends up killing the guy um, very quickly. But he's just. He, he, he hated it because he's like, first of all, this guy was innocent. Second of all, you know, I was he pretty much he was stuck between a rock and a hard place.
1: Well, the other problem was the guy, the vampire that runs the city wanted him saved.
0: Yeah, also wanted him saved. And at the right, exactly. And at the end of the show, uh, because there's there, they had this one meeting during the day where the vampire and Matthew kind of confront each other. And he said, well, maybe I should talk to your father. And Matthew's just like I because Matthew doesn't want his father to be involved because, you know, because Matthew now is not the Matthew back then. And so he's like, I don't he didn't want his father involved. And because he was also afraid that Diana wouldn't get would get in trouble because his father would find out about Diana and all that. And so he ends up killing the guy thinking that'll kind of he'll get in some trouble but not too bad and next thing you know the vampire priest is essentially writing to Matthew's father and that's kind of how the show ends
2: yeah so so the the one of the main story lines this episode was to protect diana um from those who hunt witches i guess
0: right Right. Oh, and I and I forgot to mention the whole thing when she meets the, the woman who's the head of the reed. Um, we find out what a weaver is. It's a weaver is somebody who makes their own spells. And they're very rare and they're dying. Right. Out her. Rare. And the funny part is, is that they find out that her father was a weaver. And the one one which said, you know, male weavers are almost unheard of. But he said, oh, he was a self-trained weaver. And so he be so he essentially he became one. So essentially, what weavers do is they make their own spells. They don't do spells that are uh, already established. They make their own. Now I didn't rewatch
2: episode one, but I was curious were either the two witches that we saw in the bonfire uh, in episode yeah. one on All Hallows Eve either of them
1: yeah. out of this. Okay, that main, they were that main woman that um she goes to. That's the most powerful witch in England. Was she, she was, was the woman the main one talking at that bonfire? Yeah,
2: right. Who said that tonight is is when tonight. our our witch savior or whatever will, will appear? And and yeah, and that was was Diana, obviously.
1: And I think that probably the other two were too, but we'd have to really look to see, you know. And I just don't remember. Enough to say, yes, those two were also, you know, part of the read, but I'm pretty sure they probably were. Right, right.
2: I I have to say, I was very offended with with this season because the stereotypes of of Catholics, (laughs) it's not right. But again, I'm just being uh, facetious because, of course, our article poked fun at the show, but also – Said it was, I guess, anti-Semitic in a sense, and, but of course it, he, he ignored the, the Catholic aspect completely. So I guess it's if you're not part of the correct, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the correct intersectionality, <laughs> right. you, you forget it. They are being killed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh back to seriousness. Um, right. So, so the two main storylines that I followed based off of my um, understanding were the cover-up or or not cover-up the protection of Deanna from the witch hunters no no matter who they are whether it's vampires or actual people who just want to burn the witch Um, and the second one that I I noticed was Deanna finally finding the people who are going to train her and actually be- become part of them rather than you know tr- hanging out still trying to figure out you know h- how to. i learn to use my powers
1: Yeah. is there, there any other what's that Bert? yeah those are the two main storylines okay
2: so i didn't miss 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 uh uh any other major ones though there there were other storylines going on of course
1: um Oh yeah, I, do, I I yeah, I want to mention that um Kevin yes uh Kit is supposed to be a demon they said it a in the first episode and in the second episode.
0: Oh okay. For some reason I don't know why but I I mean I watched today's epi- I watched the episode today's episode twice and I still never caught that.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Okay. So so Kit who's the guy that's good friends uh with the matthew character of that era um but is becoming somewhat of a a foil to him in uh in the the show as as we see it uh because of matthew now being friendly with witches um he's actually a demon and not a vampire right gotcha all right and that that kind of is interesting because the the Matthew from the present day his best friend is a his demon, demon. as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, I thought that was it's it's really interesting. He seems to like to befriend and have as his best friend a demon. Yeah. yeah. And we still I don't know, know what demons can do. They don't seem like they can do anything.
0: They move fast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they move fast. Yeah, that's what Kevin said, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. we're still trying to figure out that uh, if if there's one major issue with the show, and I don't know if it's it's major, but but it's a little annoying, I guess, is there is no um, no main character that's a demon. So you have a main character that's a witch, you have a main character that is a vampire, and a lot of the peripheral characters around them are, are witches or vampires, but there is no main character that's a demon. And yet, you know we are, based off of season one, understand demons to be as um, um i guess common as the other two and as important as the other two, and yet uh they've been secondary or in this case thirdary, whatever the that that term is I, I'm just making that word up um, you mean third in this show
0: what's that? Yeah. You mean tertiary? Tertiary. Thank you. That's the word. I'm
1: looking now about. I can tell you, I just looked up on the wiki. They have an all souls wiki for the, um, like it kind of groups, the show and the, um, books together. Like now it's showing pictures of the actors playing the roles. I can tell you what it says about demons on there. If you want me to.
2: Sure. Go ahead. Let's do that. Especially for uh, folks who haven't read the, the books. Cause a lot of fans, uh, uh, of the show are watching the show similar to a lot of fans, you know, watch Dexter or true blood and they never read the books for those stories either.
1: Yeah. Well, and um, keep in mind, you know, they may make changes to the TV show compared to what the books do, but this is what it says about demons. They're one of the four types of species in the world of the all souls series next to humans, witches and vampires. The origins of demons are clouded in mystery. Demons display display a high creative capacity and are known for their extremely free-form thoughts and ideas, but live a relatively regular human lifespan. They run the risk of being branded mad or insane due to their due to their tendency for their strange and high levels of eccentricity, and certain gifted demons known as moon-kissed have the ability to experience premonitions. So, interesting. Interesting,
2: yeah. yeah. And still, yeah... The, the, that doesn't really tell us much either, right? Yeah, like,
1: but it's, it does tell us why Christopher Marlowe would be one. He's very creative. He's he's a writer in the time of Shakespeare, and uh, yeah. that makes sense, yeah.
2: That's that's a good point. Though, the this de- definition, besides the, the few special demons who have that premonition power, it doesn't say what a regular demon difference is. Yeah. It, you know? just
1: creative they're highly creative so a right. large portion of the creative people in the world would probably be demons right right interesting and i wonder if that means
2: creative would also include science and mechanics and things of that nature too or, or
1: just the arts well there's a quote here that says that claim one of the characters claims that demons are either rock stars or serial killers <laughs>
2: interesting yeah well and, and that's a fair point because as we know about witches and vampires um they even though they're not humans as we know humans to be they in this series of books and and show can be good bad just like a, a human being can be so it's not like in the Lord of the Rings where all elves are good and all orcs are evil. You know, they're they're more like true humans where they can be good or bad. Yeah. So they have their their ability to um uh free will, so to speak, like humans do, all through all these races. Yep. They're not predestined to be evil or good. Alright, so that's good. So that's that's interesting. Uh so so yeah, maybe maybe We'll we'll, uh, see some of this throughout, but uh, either way, they do have Kit, who's a fairly important character so far, and again, he's kind of a pain in the ass uh, to uh, Matthews, um, specifically because of his own suspicions on witches. And it appears that in the 1590s, just as it is in the 2020s, that... Witches are pariahs to demons and vampires. And again, I think that's because back in the day, even before 1590, the witches were out to kill vampires and demons. And so 500 years later in the modern era, or 400 years later in the modern era, the the untrust is still there.
1: Yeah. Well And from this, you see that he 's going after witches up in Scotland, um so his past self wasn 't that great they they definitely were hunting witches so and trying to cause chaos
2: yeah, and that 's true because in the twenty twenties they don 't really discuss that right that I mean historically, you know in real history we we know people have been charged as witches and executed uh throughout europe and in a small section of the United States during uh, or, or pre-united states during the colony days um so that that has happened but they don't really talk about it much at the show but they do talk about how the witches came and, and killed a lot of the vampires yeah that, you know that, that's why my matthew's mom uh that sighed him you know is not trustworthy of witches at all right yeah um And I'm assuming that's the reason why Kidd is in in, in this day and age, in the 1590s, because I'm still trying to figure out why everybody's suspicious of witches uh, in the vampire and I I guess now the the demon community because Kit's a demon. I'm I'm still confused why they don't like the witches except for maybe what we were told in exposition about the mass killings of vampires and demons by witches in the
1: past. That and I think there's just always that vying of political factions. The vampires want to have ascendancy, and so now the witches are, you know, being hurt by the vampires. You know, I think that's the point of his father sending him over to England. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good point, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, because we're again, even back in those days, right? Uh, France and, and, the, and the British were, were not too friendly. Um, in a sense, um, the, yeah. you know the
1: Europeans. Yeah, it's a whole background fight going on that seems to mirror it, you know. And maybe there weren't that many vampires over there, so they were trying to get a foothold. I don't know. Right, that's true.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean to be honest, uh, uh, all Europe it was 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 bizarre. I mean, only until the, I mean, there's always someone in Europe that everybody. Has problems with even in this day. I mean, right now it's still Russia and, 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 and in some sense Turkey, if you if you want to uh, include Turkey as, as a European nation because of it's in two continents. Um, and and then you're know, back and then you know you know there was the the Norman invasions and then you had the um uh the the thirty year war you know all the wars that happened and they and then of course Napoleon in eighteen 1810 1820 somewhere around there so it was only until world war one maybe that france and Brits actually have any relation and and to be honest they don't like much they don't like each other even really today so right. it's yeah it's, it's just a, so yeah yeah so it makes sense that that you would have the spies and stuff um back in those days um let's see what what else we want to discuss about this episode, uh, what do we let's talk about this this priest guy? Yes, yeah, so his story was pretty cool. Even though it was an exposition dump, it was actually a very interesting story um, because basically he was he was this, this guy that was kind of would have probably would have been sainted if <laughs> if he actually died uh, as a martyr, you know, for the for the Catholic or, or Episcopal Church or whatever he was, and, and then. Well, that's that's the thing that's weird, right? Because is why is he so powerful in you in England in that 1590 if he's Catholic, right? Well, I mean, the that's Catholic, what I'm thinking. Is he really Episcopal? Isn't he Episcopal?
0: Um, I mean, they keep they keep on. Um, I mean, they keep on calling him Father and all that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know about Episcopal. Right, but a,
2: but. A, Episcopals are are basically the same thing. Yeah, they're they have, they're, they're called masses. They're called priests. They are called yeah. They accepted the divorce. only difference
1: the could the king could get divorced and have another wife.
2: <laughs> that's right. So that's
1: why, right. he yeah. So that's why women.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm thinking he's a, he's actually an Episcopal priest because Episcopal priests are called fathers, and this is yeah. Europe. This is I mean in the UK.
0: Well, I'm the thing is, he couldn't be Catholic because
1: if you look at Matthew, Matthew has to even hide his Catholicism and he's even betraying people of the Catholic religion.
0: Yeah, no, but I mean, at the same time, though, when they're talking, well, okay, when they were talking about the, the, the plague, the black death, okay, all you had back then were Catholics,
2: well, he could be really. Right. That's why I'm confused because he may have been a Catholic during the plague, which was 1300 or whatever it was. But now, being a, alive and a leader and a priest, he has to be Episcopal, or otherwise he he, he would have been rounded up and killed like all other
0: Catholics. Well, not really. What I'm well, the thing is, is that he is he's an under he's he's underground. I mean, he can walk around in. Um, yeah, you know, he he can walk around a different, um, it had been, it. he, like, he could walk around it, you know, during the day. But I mean, first of all, it's obvious that no one's going to, uh, you know, no one's going to turn him in, but also at the same time though, he's, he's probably not going to, um, what was it? Uh, I mean, no one's really going to turn him in he's, He's powerful, so I mean, even if they try, and even if they tried, they're probably going to mess up. He's a vampire, so he's kind of got that going for him because they are friendly with vampires. So I mean, and he's got he's offering protection. I don't know personally. But, but, he, I,
2: personally, but, but, he, but he can't. But he can't be. But he can't be publicly a Catholic priest in 1590 England. No,
0: He's not publicly a Catholic priest. If you noticed, everything he was doing was dark. It was underground. It was um okay.
1: Hold on. Hold on a second. First off, the, the plague didn't happen until the 1600s, 1665. Okay. so it's not the plague. Right. And, and, okay, the Anglican Church started in 1534, which is what seven or eighty-six years? No, sixty? No, fifty-six years before this. So right. it depends right. on how old he is. He could he could be a father or not. It's hard to say. How long has he been a vampire? We don't know. And when was this plague? Right. Well, there was a pl- there was the the plague in thirteen forty
2: seven to thirteen fifty one. That's the Black Death.
0: I'm sorry. Could you say that again? Uh, the,
2: yeah, sure, sure. The, uh, well, it says here the Black Plague, um, uh, was thirteen 13- Forty-seven to thirteen fifty-one, uh, and this was says the Black Death. The Black Death, also known as the Great Plague, the Black Plague, or simply the Plague, was one of the most devastating pandemics of in human history, resulting in the deaths of an estimated seventy-five to two hundred million people in Eurasia, and peaking in Europe from thirteen forty-seven to thirteen fifty-one. Well, so, if he he
1: croaked. When I look up when did the Black Plague start in London, it comes up with 1665, and it says the Black Death, the Great Plague, 1665, the Black Death, History of England.
2: Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what, what, what is real then, because,
1: then, yeah, well, then another one. Oh, well, here it
2: is. I get, here it is again. I got Black Death in England. Wikipedia. Black Death yeah. was a bubonic plague which. Reached England in June 1348. The term Black Death was not used until the late 1700s, though.
1: Ah, so it must be two different plagues. So if this is the one that he came from, which was the 1300s, then yeah, he would have had to become Episcopalian <laughs> later on, or Anglican, whatever you want to call it. Or Church of England, or Anglican, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Well, like I said, though, at right. the same he could have, I mean, there were still Catholics then, it's just they were all underground.
2: Well, let me ask. You, let me, let's ask Barrett this, Barrett. What was your your thoughts on this character? Was he publicly open as a Catholic, in, as a priest? And not, because again, we don't know if he's Catholic or Episcopal. because We're still trying to figure it out. But was he publicly known as a priest, or was this all underground, as as Kevin thinks it may have been? Because I I, I didn't wasn't sure.
1: My feeling is that it's not underground because he walks pretty brazenly out or out and around everywhere. And he has no problem yelling, you know, over the crowd to somebody that's kind of far away. Um,
0: yeah. But, but he doesn't yell Catholic stuff though. He just yells no, like not, everyday things.
1: He feels so comfortable in his power. So either he is so comfortable in his power over people in the city that he doesn't have to fear it anyway, or he is, part of that church i don't think we could say from what we know that he is he keeps the thing underground that he's taking blood from people that part i think he's keeping underground but i don't i don't feel like he was keeping necessarily his religion underground so i think from what we've seen it's pretty let me ask you yeah
2: let me ask you this barrett um you you said that there's a, a a souls uh wiki or or out there is is that would you be able to think find Guy, that character?
1: What's his
0: name bring again? Him up?
1: Yeah, what is his name again? I'm trying to remember it.
0: Uh Hubbard, uh, yeah. Father Hubbard.
1: Hubbard. That's it. Father Hubbard. Yeah,
2: so that just to see what they say. Well well, Barrett's looking that up, Kevin. Let me ask you this. Um what did you think of this guy's Hubbard's uh ability to control I mean, I mean again, like you said, he's an interesting character because he kind of uh, was always good prior to his original death from the plague, and then when he came back, he obviously knows something's different. Again, he some of it is because he thinks maybe God brought him back or whatever, but again, the vampires know better. Um, and obviously, he's drinking bl- blood in a, a ritual where he gets to. Uh, um, survive from from having human blood without actually hurting people but it also allows him to i guess do penance for them because you know he can read their thoughts and whatever what, what's your your opinion of this guy his consolidation on the power of this this i guess um
0: city in a sense i'm because i mean he is he's seen as the head vampire okay and you said nothing happens in the city without him either knowing about it or um, mostly knowing about it or actually without his permission. People come to him for protection. But the thing is, is that I don't know how he protects people. You know, like as they said, I mean, he has I mean, he has his own little flock. You know, he has his own what he calls a family. You know, pretty much he bites them. He gets he because through the bite, he understands who they are. And then he um, he has him welcome into the family, and it's just and it's a group of people who are um just I mean they're just a group of people. Now this guy that the pre because because okay was the guy that the, the priest wanted Matthew freed. I'm kind of going off here. Was he a witch, or was he just a cat, or was he some guy, because he was, he got in trouble because he questioned something the minister said, and so the minister accused him of being a witch?
1: He was a witch. He was a
0: witch. So The thing, is, the thing is, though, is that, okay, so you have a witch that is under protection of a vampire, right? Yes. Right. So... So my question is: Was everybody in that little room? Were they all witches as well? I don't think so. Right. So, so you have so essentially you had normal people who were kind of in the the lower. Let's just call them lower class because that's kind of how they were. That's kind of what they were described as. That's maybe not the exact word, but they were kind of they they kind of were come across as lower class. They would come to the priest. He would bite them. He would have them part of his family, and he would pretty much offer them protection. But he also had a lot of control over them. So, but then the question is, why was the priest with? Why was the priest wanting to this priest vampire priest wanting to protect a witch? Okay, I don't know. It's just, I just, I'm not, I'm not sure about this guy. I mean, my... I don't, I don't get it. I mean, he, he, he kind of sounds like. Actually, he reminds me a little bit like. Oh man, what was that French movie? It was vampires, Phil. Remember we were talking about that. Remember, we did that one French uh, TV, that French TV series about yeah,
2: yeah vampires, uh,
0: vampire right? Vampires. vampires. It's, just, it's called vampires. This, this priest reminds me a little bit like, the, the head of the vampire clan from that from that. In other words. They it's remember it sounded like a bit of a mafia, like he was the head of a kind of a mafia. He, he sounds like he's the head of a family or of a mafia type of thing. Like nothing goes on without his knowing. He has control. He's kind of like an underground ruler. And that I mean, right, yeah, that's all I think of. But the thing is, is that why is he protecting a witch? Even I mean, he makes it sound like the witch was in his okay the. It's because this sounds like this witch, this male witch, was in his family under his protection. Because he said, according to the rules, when he was talking, Diana, if a vampire bites a witch, the vampire is, I care, I, I think the vampire is put to death. If the if the but if the witch will is willing, then the witch is exiled. Or unless he unless that witch has his protection because he offered Diana his quote protection unquote which means he wanted to bite her and so he and therefore know her secrets. I don't know. He he's the one that 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 whole thing that situation with him was kind of a head scratcher for me.
1: So on on the website it says that it says his occupation is priest former. So what I think is he is a man of God but he's not necessarily a a priest anymore. So everything he does is in relation to God. He's protecting the weak and the infirm in the city, because that seems to be the people that he's giving his kiss to, his, you know, tasting their blood. Um, And so they also say in here that he gathers the lost souls, orphans, widows, those who had lost families, and those who fell ill, he, he turned into vampires. So that means he's he's gaining more power too, by turning those ill ones into other vampires and his power grows. The longer time goes on. Yeah. He was turned in the 1300s. Um, so it was that first plague um, that this he got turned. So he's a couple hundred years old at this point.
0: Well, I hardly see him as getting, okay. Yeah. But, but with all of that said, thank you. Thank you, Barrett for, for, uh putting all that out. Um, because, I mean, OK, even they still call him a priest and a father. So may, maybe technically he isn't Catholic anymore, but he definitely is keeping that role or that title as priest because they're yeah. still calling him father and all that. So he's kind of like a priest of his own faction. Yeah, he believes right. in
1: God. And, I, and also. Yeah, sorry. Phil, go ahead.
2: But, oh, I was just going to say that it, by keeping that title father, it it doesn't stand out to the general public because again anglican people or anglican clergy are also called father so that would keep him um not being pointed out as hey he's a catholic so so that that's a fair point um and also um yeah it was it was only like 30 years to this and Mary and, the, and all that happened, where the Catholics were, and in, in the Anglican War happened, as, as Barrett mentioned um, from 60 years earlier, and Mary was up until like 18, I mean 16, I mean 1550. So, um, yeah, so I, th- I think I think that 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 makes sense, Barrett, and and what you said to uh, Kevin. But you were going to say something, Barrett. I'm sorry, did I? Yeah, he had,
1: well, at that point. He's been around for how you know over a 100 years, maybe almost 200. So he's definitely got his power base. So even if you know Anglicans took over, he'd still be able to protect himself from anything that might come his way because he's got sure, banks. sure, That's right, there, right? Been in London for how long, you know, making his power structure stronger and stronger. Right. And, and being a vampire, too, even if he happened to be a Catholic priest
2: back in the 1300s, um, he's apt to assimilate as much as possible. Because uh, as we see in the 2020s, never mind in, in 1590, how the vampires and demons and witches hide among the humans without being really known. Yeah, so he, I would see him doing the same thing with his Catholicism as well. And of course, even if he's 200 years old now, he's, quote-unquote, a different person than he was before. In other words, he's, he's not pretending he's the same person. as I mean, the vampires know who he is, but the humans that live in his town don't think he's the same guy from 250 years ago. Right. right i just think he's a, a another priest that became a priest 20 30 years ago so um otherwise yeah you, you know it, their cover would be broken if if everybody said why are you still alive 200 years later you should be dead you don't look 200 years old you would be in the ground yeah so um,
1: but it's pretty fun for you know a newer character i really, really like him. i mean because he's he's good yet kind of bad he's really ambiguous
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is he going to be a, a a villain, or is he actually going to be an ally, or like you said, is he just a person in in the middle that they just have to work with? Um, you know, because he's happens to be an important figure in that that
0: area. Well, that's like what I was said. He was. I mean, his whole role made me scratch my head. Just making me scratch my head because. I mean, he was teaming up. We don't know yet. He was bringing in witches, you know, obviously, because he wanted Matthew to release that guy from the from the from the tower. But at the same time, though, he well, I mean, I think the thing is, the thing is, it's like he I mean, he was actually when I think about it, he was okay with witches as long as they were um, allied or submissive to him. Right. I think that That's the thing. He
1: he basically has the run of the city and everyone has to give him obeisance in the city. The Claremonts are exempt from that. But this guy, I think, is just his friend. I don't think he ever says he's part of the family, does he? He says he's a friend of mine. I want you to help him. I want him freed because I'm sure there are witches that work for him, too, that aren't necessarily haven't necessarily given up their blood to him.
0: Well, because I mean, the reason why I ask is because remember after Matthew kills him, he pretty much has a funeral for the guy. Yeah. You know? So he has, and so I don't. I can't remember if he says we. I. 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 Did he say you know we mourn our friend or we mourn our family You know.
1: Yeah. I, I remember, I remember the
0: how he. I, you know, I remember how he how he describes him, but you know, it's a because I always kind of looked at him as one of the father Hubbard's family. But I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, I guess it's just the whole, why is this guy then so concerned about a particular witch? But then Father Hubbard doesn't seem to have much of a problem with witches as long as they are uh, willing to kind of comply with him. Yep. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe he's he's just one of those folk that really doesn't care what you are. All he cares about is... Um, you know, that that you recognize him as as the leader of that area. In other words, he's a benevolent dictator, kind of, sort of. Yeah. You know, because he's a dictator, because, I mean, obviously he's... And I say that loosely for 1590, because a lot of people... Anybody who had a title was technically a dictator. Um, So just for for the fact that he's a priest and has a title makes him, quote-unquote, a dictator. Um, But... But he's very benevolent to the people that he's helping, but he also doesn't want to have his power infringed by uh, those that could be uh, ones that could you know you know surpass him or or replace him. So, like a typical politician, except he actually does good things to poor people for poor people. Um, now let's talk about this witches cabal thing. This this, this part is very important too, and and it focuses around our main character. Um, this this is interesting because, but we already kind of knew this, right? That Deanna was a very special witch that just didn't know her powers yet, because again, her her um, ability to to find the the special book at the library, while every, hundreds of other Demons, witches, and vampires have been trying for years and been unable to do so. And yet she does it, and
0: she's not even a trained or even knows she's a witch. And she's not even aware of what she what she just brought up.
2: Yeah, so so she's kind of like the Luke Skywalker, right? I mean, the the person that doesn't know the, and their importance when the movie starts, but we'll find out that they may be the most pivotal person. In the entire story, and I, I think that's where this is going. So we we already kind of knew that. So what we're seeing here is characters who are behind us in knowledge of who Diana is, finding out what we already know. And um, since we know that she's a benevolent character, and and we're pretty sure that she'll not become. Uh, part of the dark side, so to speak, if we're using Star Trek, I mean, Star Wars analogies. Um, We're we're assuming that uh, this will benefit her and probably a lot of folk, including, I guess, the Kabbalah witches too. What's your thoughts on on this whole thing? Who wants to go first? Barrett, what about you? What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think she's... (laughs) back then, I think she's a boon to them for sure. Um, cause they need, she's, she's prophesied, right? So they've been looking for her for a while. So I think that, that is the key for her back then. Um, so yeah, I think they see her as a boon, although the woman who eventually brings her to them, I think seems much more leery, even once they accept her, like she's constantly being pessimistic about her. Um,
0: so that's because, that, it's because she's sorry, interrupted, but that's, that's because she's essentially that's because she's married to a, a vampire.
1: Yeah. But the rest of them know that too. <laughs> They're not like she is. She's very, uh, even after she makes that egg hatch, that was just a regular egg and it becomes a hatchling. Yeah. Like, like immediately she's still, she's impressed, but she's still leery of her. Like, you well, know, I mean,
0: it was because of the egg hatching. That's like, all right, you know, I'm going to bring you to essentially the head, you know, this kind of the, the head of the head, witch, and, um, that's what does it. And she says, okay, look, you're going to have to meet her. Um, and that's when things get in. That's when things get, uh, help, uh, Diana. I mean, that's when Diana really gets a, a good, um, That's when she finally. That's when she finally realizes she's finally going to get the help that she needs.
2: Yeah, and and at first I thought they were going to drag this for a week or two, but they they got she or I don't know the her her I guess sponsor uh, convinced people pretty quick. And now the question is are they going to show her training or her growing in this cabal or will they have like a a um, a foil like someone that doesn't like her and we're going to have to worry about this evil witch that doesn't want her to you know be that's, who she
1: is that's what the woman feels like that's what i feel like they're doing with that woman that character is making her the foil character against her. That's never going to accept her until something major happens. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, at the same time though, she may not be, I don't know. I mean, she obviously has a lot of respect for this head witch. So, I mean, I don't think she's going to be the thorn in the side so to speak, um, unless if she, unless if something happens or unless she meets somebody that could really, really help her out, make it worth her while, because I think she has way too much respect for that old witch to, uh, to do anything uh, because she knows if she does, she could get cast out. And that's like the, that's the, one of the things that she knows she, that's like the first thing she doesn't want. Right, right.
2: Now, uh, where could this storyline go? Because, again, you know, I, I doubt they're just going to show us learning, you know, her doing powers and here and there, and and they they may go out with with the the villainous witch, um, but also you know we still have the issues with various vampires and whatever that could find out about her. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see if if it's going to be like a trifecta of of enemies that will be after her including inside the cabal never mind those outside the cabal and i'm not sure if they've set set it up either way yet and i think that's intentional because they 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 may want us to guess or or maybe i'm just overthinking the whole thing
0: well okay we we see the uh you know coming next week a uh, portion First of all, we're back into modern day. We see some guy that was essentially chewed up, um, you know, and they they say it's a, you know, it's a vampire that's, you know, out of control. All right. And then you all. And so I. I don't remember if there was anything else. That's like the only thing I remember about next week. But I mean, obviously, we're probably going to get Satu being trained again by this weaver. Um, and I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to have more scenes at, in Matthew's castle, you know, with his mother and, you know, Diana's aunt and white, you know, and, and, and her, I don't know how to to describe it. Her aunt and aunt, uh, her aunts, um, you know, with Matthew's mother kind of living together under the same roof, but not happy about it. You know, you're still going to get more of the, 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 you know, the modern day vampires and, and, and which kind of not happy with each other or trying to figure out what Matthew's up to. And so you're going to, you're kind of going to kind of jump back and forth between what the characters today are doing. Plus what uh, Diane and Matthew are up to back in 1590. Now, um, if, and, oh, sorry. No, if oh I, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Continue. It, it, no, I, I was about to be, but then I realized. Oh, and we also real. Uh, we also see we're going to meet the queen. Right, well, who's I think it's Elizabeth at that time. Uh, I think so. Yeah. That's yes, the last of the Tudor monarchs.
2: <clears throat> so, so, so it was Elizabeth. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, because I know she she was one that usurped Queen uh, Mary Queen of Scots and all that. So.
1: Um, and yeah, that was the same time period. Um, so the Virgin oh, one, one note, real quick. I just watched closed caption, and he does say that he was a member of their family, which definitely means that he was part of it. So this interesting. <laughs> okay,
0: see, that's what I thought.
1: Yeah, that is interesting.
0: Um,
2: all right, so what, what, let's go with the Finnish Witch because the Finnish Witch is pretty powerful, uh, even though I still don't know she's as powerful as, as Knox but she is pretty damn powerful. Um, And she goes back to her homeland, as as you brought up earlier, uh, Kevin. Do we think she is going to be the alter ego super witch from Diana? Or do we think she... Because it appears that she's about to start learning some training stuff, too. At least that's what I, I, I kind of felt. Or is she... Going to be an independent witch. In other words, she could either usurp Knox and become the true villain of the show, you know, maybe knock him off or or whatever, or she could go off and form her own thing. But I don't, I mean, or she could be the Darth Vader to the Emperor as well if we're going to go with, again, Star Wars analogies what what's what do you guys think of this finished witch and that whole side story because they're obviously focusing on her and, and it kind of mirrored um diana
1: i have a hard time knowing where they're going to go with that because at at some points i feel like she wants to do the right thing and then at other points no so i don't know what her plan is and if she's Because I don't think she trusts Knox. Knox has treated her pretty badly at times. And I know she doesn't trust that vampire because that vampire was really pretty bad to her. So it's really hard to know where her motivations lie.
2: Yeah, because, again, she doesn't really have a loyalty to the villains, even though she's a villain for sure. She doesn't have a loyalty to the other villains because, again... Knox went and found her and, and brought her to his side, so it wasn't like she was was um aligned with anybody when the when this whole series started and Obviously she had some power because Knox actually decided to fly over to a foreign nation from England to find her because what you know there's plenty of witches around England as we know. So why would he fly all the way to Finland unless her power he knew was uh, very you know important or, or she was an important figure? So yeah, I don't know, and and you know, but based off of the terrible things she did to Deanna in season one, she obviously has a psychotic thing to her, and and not to bring another analogy, uh, but Barrett she's kind of like a a Harold Lauder from the stand
1: in a sense where a little, but she's actually nicer <laughs> like she put that witch out of her misery when she you know the head yes that's right yeah <laughs> so she does have some compassion
2: <laughs> that's true that's true
1: for her own kind anyway
2: yeah. yeah yeah for her own kind yeah exactly um so yeah, yeah. I don't know where they're gonna go with her character. I, I'm, I, I honestly think if I had to put money on it, she is planning to be the the villain of of the show going forward. In other words, she's gonna usurp everybody else and and become the all powerful villain to Deanna. Uh, when and if that showdown comes but that's just a guess
1: because oh, it's funny because both of the same genetic order right because they're kind of an offshoot of the witches even they're an even that's true offshoot and that that was the most interesting what i find strange is so she had magical powers but she's a weaver so i don't know how that works because <laughs> yeah it's like you're one or the other but she's both right because she was pretty powerful regular witch Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. And again, that's the reason why probably Knox, you know, searched her out versus, say, just grabbing uh, some local witch, you know, that lived down the street.
0: Um, Do you think Knox knows that she's a weaver? Well, he knows that she's powerful. Yeah. He knows that she is powerful, but does she know that she is a weaver, which is like powerful and special powerful if I don't that,
1: think regular congregation knows that there are weavers out there because they're so rare.
2: Yeah. Especially this- if Yeah, or if they do know they they're there, none of them has ever met one or they don't know if they've met well, one because as per- you said they're very rare.
0: Yeah, I mean for example the the one the, the the Finnish we the the woman who is helping the Finnish witch the the weaver you know, she is saying, you know, you're you're better off here because it's it's too dangerous for you out there. You know, learn to be you know, learn to become a weaver, you know, learn learn to be the weaver you are, or something like that. And um, you know, because you, you know, it she's like, you know, stay here and you know, you'll be safer. And but then when we go back into fifteen ninety, you know, the weaver then she said, sadly, our own enemies are our own kind because they're they're scared of our power
1: well you know the other interesting thing about that too is so in season one Knox thought it was her mom that was the power that he wanted to obtain but it turns out we find in this sad. season that it was the father who was the weaver and really the basis of the power so her mom was a very powerful witch but he was even more powerful
0: right right
2: yeah exactly because he he was a a weaver Never mind, one who made himself a weaver, and never mind the fact that gender-wise, weavers are are unheard of. So yeah, her father was was he was, was the super, rarest
1: of the rare, right?
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, because not only was he a rare because he was a weaver, but he was the rarest of all the weavers because he was a man rather than a woman. Yeah. 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 So, what what do you guys what do you guys think though? Do you think, um, uh Situ is going to be a major villain, or do you think it's just going to be something else, or or is she going to be the one that at the end kills Knox and lets Diana go? Or, or I mean,
0: who knows? I, I mean, any, I mean, any part ideas? Of me, part of, well, I mean, she was there when Diana Matthew left for the fifteen for fifteen ninety. Okay so yeah. she was still with uh, Knox and the other guy. It's like all right. right. She, okay. She 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 also yeah. was
2: the one that put all those scars on
0: Deanna's back, right? right. That we saw, right? Right. Okay. So I mean I so I mean I don't but at the same time Knox wasn't particularly nice to her after she lost her power, so you know, I think she realizes that Knox is only there only, only wants her for her power. He doesn't really care about her. You know, he's just using her and I think she realizes that. She in my opinion, I have a feeling she'll go rogue. She still don't won't she still won't like Diana, but she's also gonna be kind of on her own and, and is may not be uh too friendly with Nox. Especially if she gets enough power that she's not afraid of Nox anymore. Because I think that's part of it also, she's afraid of Nox. Well but, really it
1: should be natural allies, her and Diana.
0: Yeah, but I mean, she I mean, she may go rogue or she may or it's just (laughs) there can be only one, you know, Um, you know, there can only be, you know, there can't be this this world ain't big enough for the for the two of us type of thing. There can only be one real, you know, weaver except for me and the one that trained me. But, um, you know, he may she may be afraid of Diana's power. And want to take Diana out uh, so that Diana won't in her own mind pose a threat. But the funny part is, is that Diana never was a threat to her because Diana one never even knew set two existed. And if set two was nice to Diana, Diana would be like, oh, hey, OK, fine. You're, you're OK, that's cool. But uh, I think it also goes around this book because that's one of the things we see in the coming and almost, they almost might see the the, the book and it all wraps around this book, the, the book of life. And so I don't know if Satu is afraid of somebody getting the book or what, but it's obvious that the witches want the book. Matthew wants the book. Kit is scared of the book and the vampires in modern times are scared of the book the witches are kind of scared of the book but they want it's like everybody wants control of this book one way or another you know and i think the the vampires actually want to wipe out use it to wipe out witches and maybe even the demons and which at is kind of, <laughs> well, at least Knox does yeah at least Knox. yeah so i mean in the and, And so that just makes me wonder, I mean, if the if the you know, if he's got someone like Satu working with Knox and and everybody else working with, I mean, do they realize what he wants to do or do they just think, okay, well, we know what he wants to do. But when we get the book, we'll just take Knox out. I don't know. But it's all revolving around this book and we got to find out what exactly is what's going to happen when you when you get this book.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, the, ultimately, that, that's the thing, right? It's the book. Yeah, and they needed to get back to the present, right? Isn't that one of the one of the things they need?
0: <laughs> well, it's like they got they went back to get the book because Matthew said because one of the things we found out was that you know the the vampires are dying or they can't sire, so essentially they're kind of stagnant, and if they die, they can't you know they can't reproduce. Uh, we still don't know too much about the demons and the witches. The witches are kind of on their own, so really, it's it's the vampires that really want. I mean, the vampires want this book so they can. Well, I mean, Matthew wants the book so he can figure out how to, um, essentially, how to uh, how to help the vampires not, you know, be able to continue to thrive.
2: Right, and and unfortunately, the book, depending on who has it. It's similar to, you know, like the Ark of the Covenant, again, using analogies, or something like that, where whoever has power can destroy everything, while some people want it so they can actually uh, do good, in a sense, right? I mean, at least if we look at every vampire perspective, Matthew wants the book because then he's trying to find a way to save the, the vampires from extinction, um, but Knox wants the book because he wants power right
0: yes, so he wants to destroy the witches too he wants to what he wants to destroy the witches, okay, so other witches besides himself
2: yeah so so that's you know so the the book is is probably more dangerous than than not and and Deanna is the one that has been able to see it but again they're now in the time when it was first made I guess that's the reason why they went back so oddly they know the importance of the book more so than anybody else in 1590 because in 2020 everybody knows the importance of the book Um, but I'm thinking that it's, it's, it's kind of strange is that they haven't been focused on the book yet in the first two episodes of the the series uh, season two i would think that would be let's just get the book
1: well okay so i have a question this is a general question about the the logic of the magic so was this answered is what i need to know they needed three items from a particular time period to go back to that time period so my question would be why did they not bring three pieces from the future with them back to that time period. So they could go back.
0: Ah, oh, Barrett, you're thinking, man, what's wrong with you? Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, I she didn't spend,
1: need I, any special thing to do it, to go there, like no training or anything. So why couldn't she go back with three items? I just didn't get, I don't get that part of the story.
0: I wasn't, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, relatively. It's like, cause I mean, I know they had the chest piece, so it's like, why can't they just grab something of Matthew's? I mean, anything from a pen to a cell phone or something, I mean, the cell phone would be pretty good because that's definitely a, um, you know, a, 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 you know, a modern day item. You know, he could have, they could have just grabbed this. He could have just took taken his cell phone with him, you know, turned it off or whatever. But, well, it's not going to beep anyway. I mean, no one's going to be calling him in, in 1590. But, you know. And they just said, all right, let's focus on the cell phone and bring us back. But I don't know. Because, I mean, she did jump. I mean, earlier in the the first season, she did jump ahead. They said, you know, a couple minutes when she jumped into the into the barn. I mean, she so I mean, she was able to go into the future. Right. So why can't she just. They went
1: back in time too, and then went forward again too, right? Because they went to that thing where he danced with his mom. That's right. Forward again, because they had to go back to the the main time period. So how did they do that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, right, exactly. And so that you're you're thinking, Barrett, what's wrong with you? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's obvious they went back for the. It's obvious they're going back for the book. Yeah, that's obvious, that it's, it's obvious. They're going back for the book and for a place where she can be trained because it doesn't sound like they, it doesn't sound like she can't trust. It does, okay, it rewinds, start over. It sounds like she cannot trust anybody except for her aunt in modern times, and her aunt is not powerful enough for her or whatever to be trained. She needs like a. a somebody really strong even though her aunt's really good but she needs somebody really strong to train her in 1590 so she can get the book and all that sort of stuff and then i don't know why she needs the book to get back because they can like you said i mean she should be able to get back on her you know on her own because she's already jumped back and forth
1: yeah well, and and they've made it sound like, and maybe it's just the way I'm taking it, they've made it sound like, A, she needs the book, B, she needs the training to be able to go back. And maybe that's just because she really needs to be trained and they really need the book in the future. But the way they're making it sound is they can't even go back without those things. Like,
0: I mean, and it, it does sound like that, yeah. And that's kind of what made me kind of stop and pause for a second.
2: Yeah,
1: but other than that, that's my only like real question that that bothers me a little bit, not even that much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a minor thing, but other than that, I still like the show a lot. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, me too. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to. There's always things you're gonna find and in, in something that you like that isn't gonna work completely but you know we can overlook them as long as it's not egregious right
1: yeah and well the thing is she needs the training and they need the book so those two things still stand regardless of why they need them <laughs> you know what i mean like even if they needed extra to get back to the future it doesn't matter because they still need them regardless so yeah, that's it's... minor to me
2: yeah yeah exactly yeah um All right, so uh, let's see. What else did we want to uh, discuss about this episode or this season or or even the series, for that matter, Um, tonight? Anything else that we've missed that we wanted to bring up?
1: I think we got all of it. We did a good job on this one.
0: And Kevin, you think? Nope, I think we, we covered everything.
2: All right. Sounds good. All right, so yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. I agree. Um, so if we uh, take a, a sneak peek at next week, uh, again, there's no title, so it doesn't help. Um, but it's called Episode Three. Uh, Philip Lang deal once again directs. Uh, this one's written by Polly Buckle, um, who um, may be her first. Writing credit for the show, uh, but uh, Philippa Langdale she does uh, three episodes of this season. This will be um, her, her second um, as directing. Uh, now, Kevin, you said you saw the coming next and stuff. Uh, what did you think? Any any highlights? Any? Um, how about a little synopsis for for those who are listening, and then we'll dissect it a bit.
0: Um, the only really, uh, part I remember <clears throat> parts I remember was one, um, we're going to meet the queen, uh, cause Matthew actually was ready to go to the queen herself in in this episode and the, the Lord guys just said, no, um, let's see. Um, there's there, we go back into modern day, And we're investigating a guy who got chewed up pretty bad. And they're saying it sounds like a vampire who who fed and couldn't control himself. And. That's all I could really remember.
1: That and they go to meet the queen, right? I mentioned that, that already. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's just it's it's some guy got chewed up and Matthew meets the queen.
1: Yeah. Matthew and Diana meet the
0: queen. Yeah, that is that's right. That's right. Yeah. And there there's one little bit in this episode that I found kind of interesting is that they meet an actual woman alchemist who denied who wanted to deny that Matthew was a vampire and that witches existed. I mean, she knows it's true but she doesn't want to acknowledge it. I thought that scene I thought that little scene was interesting because also at one point I mean that the, the she has a little snake design on her shoe, and all of a sudden the snake comes to life off her shoe. It's like okay, that was weird. But um, you know, she says, "Look, I can't help you. I don't know any witches." And Matthew was pretty much ready to sever all relations. And she's like, "Because like, can't we just live like it? It, it isn't. It this didn't happen?" And Matthew's pretty much ready to say no, but. Uh, because she's alchemist and, um, Diane is really interested in, you know, alchemy. She's like, I'd, I'd love to be your friend. And that's kind of how that all ended that, that little it's bit. It's
1: going to be important later on too. I have a feeling that. that oh yeah. Come up. Yeah. Again.
0: I, mean, I don't think they would introduce, they would just throw her in there and just say, um, you know, they would just throw her in there just for that one bit. I mean, I think there's going to be more to it than that. Yeah.
2: What, what, was why did they bring her in exactly? Do you think it was because they were trying to get her to be?
0: No, they thought that she might know a, a witch that would help. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, he claimed
1: she, she did. It. Yeah, she said she doesn't know any. She didn't. She didn't really believe in it until she met him, right? <laughs> right.
2: So yeah, it'll be, be curious to see whether if that was the the Chekhov's alchemist yeah <laughs> so we'll, we'll find that out soon enough um all right so uh let's give our final thoughts in this episode i guess so uh barrett why don't you start
1: i thought this episode was really good it, it does seem like a little bit of a bridge episode to what's going to come um i'm not really sure how long we're going to be in the past um it's it's interesting the stuff that's going on in the past I think it's even more political there than it was in the future, because in the future, they're kind of underground and their stuff wasn't really necessarily affecting everything around them. But in this, it seems completely interlinked. Um, So I'm I'm enjoying that um, medieval politics part of it and the time period. And I'm really curious to see where it's going to go. I think it was great acting, great cinematography. It's just a good, good show. Enjoyable to watch.
2: All right, sounds good. Uh yeah for me. Um I would concur with um Barrett. Uh we have two fantastic leads. Um, you know, Matthew Good. Um everybody knows knows him from uh numerous uh television shows and films and, and he's always been considered a, a top notch actor. Uh but um Teresa Palmer, who you would think would be overshadowed by him uh actually holds her own and actually shows uh why she was hired to lead such a a uh, well received program. Um she she's been excellent whenever she's been a lead actress in the films that she's been in and we mentioned a few of them uh earlier um when we first uh started doing this podcast. Um and uh yeah this this episode just is another another great um period piece episode uh, it's been done really well uh kevin
0: yeah good episode uh we do have a bit of a quandary about this priest guy uh trying to figure out who he is and really what his um what is what is what does he want what are his motivations um we're trying to figure out what he's all about but then um I'm sorry, I'm gonna to have to correct Barrett. This is uh, Elizabethan time, is the Renaissance period, not the Middle Ages. Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, right. You know, right. uh, whatever. That's okay. That's okay. It's age. Trust me, I I, I get it too. <laughs> uh, but it's just, I mean, they they're doing a good job of setting up uh a, of a, 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 the story. They're they're setting up the the narrative. They're setting up everything very well and they're not taking their time but they're not rushing it. I mean that's that's the way I can I can see this because it sounds like they have enough episodes that they can they can do this, they can do this well, they don't have to rush it, but then they also um they have an opportunity to introduce characters that you know are going to are are going to be important later on in the series and it also sounds like we will eventually meet Matthew's father um, since Father Hubbard um, wrote, you know, uh, wrote, wrote to him and who knows what he wrote. But it's probably going to be, hey, your son's here back in England and he's causing trouble. So. Indeed, but indeed. yeah, so, but I I'm no, still shit. look, but I'm definitely looking forward to next episode. Sure,
2: sure. Uh, Now, uh, folks who are curious, uh, we we actually moved uh, to a new website. Uh, Let me rephrase that. I recreated the website of Dark Discussions from uh, its original format since 2011 to a new format in 2020, I think it was August. And then at that point in December of 2020, I moved the audio files from... Uh, that website to a separate area so to prevent the website from crashing, since we were getting a, a lot, a lot of people uh, listening uh, to their audio files, uh, getting a lot of PHP runs and stuff uh, for folks who know computers. Um, and since December 19th, when uh, I moved it to this, the audio files to this new area, um, that new area, fortunately. Has a tracking of uh, those who listen and 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 whatnot. And uh, the folks that have been listening to this podcast have been extraordinary. Um, out of the top five episodes on the Dark Discussions Network, uh, number two and number three are a discovery of which is demons and vampires podcasts. Um, so the season two, episode one, and then the season one recap episode, uh, those are the two, two of the five, uh, biggest, uh, and I'm sure Barrett and Kevin would like to hear this too, but the number one and number five are the undoing a therapy session podcast episode. So the TV episodes that we've been doing because we did a show on the undoing called the undoing a therapy session podcast um with myself Kevin and Barrett as well as this podcast here um for for the top 5 episodes on the dark discussion network's most listened since December 19th have been episodes that that we've done so congratulations to uh, us and, and thank you for the listeners to to Yes, want thanks. to come and listen to us, yeah. Um and again a Discovery of Witches, episodes one and two of this podcast weren't necessarily out on the nineteenth. They they came out after so unlike other episodes that have been on the, the website for a while, um uh, the these new episodes immediately just, just jumped right to the top. So it's kinda cool. Um And then, oddly, uh, Barrett, uh, number four, is uh, Dark Discussions Podcast, Army of One, which was an episode that me and you did together. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, actually, actually, uh, number six is also one that me and Barrett are doing, uh, Don't Tell Me, I'll Tell You, The Stand Podcast, episode (laughs) three, blank page. That is a
1: podcast. What's that again? That is an awesome podcast it is it is
2: so so you can catch uh myself and barrett uh we're doing another podcast on the side called don't tell me i'll tell you the stand podcast a weekly podcast on the television series the stand on cbs all access um and that podcast is um getting a lot of listens as well um also uh the top 10 is Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews A Good Woman is Hard to Find, which me, Barrett, and Kevin reviewed as well. And that is number seven. So, uh, Kevin, you, you're, you're bringing in, in the listeners, dude.
0: Bringing in the listeners. <laughs> I have no idea why, but okay. Anyway, uh, um, all well, right, well, thank, you, thank you for listening. And if you have any comments or suggestions, uh, please uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line.
1: But not about nope. this article we discussed today.
0: <laughs> not about what? Right.
1: The article we discussed today. If well, I was
0: to the top, if I... If you want to agree to with us that it's bad. absolutely ridiculous, then go right ahead. But,
1: you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, uh, just for folks who are curious, um, if you are fans of uh, this TV series, uh, the author of the, the, the books, um Deborah Hockness does a Saturday night so so US uh release, not the UK release, Saturday night watch party on YouTube, not YouTube, uh Twitter. So uh she is on and there's some sort of hashtag that you can use and they'll all pop up and just follow that hashtag and uh you can actually talk to her while the show is going on because she's uh obviously very excited about her novels becoming a TV show and a highly successful one for that matter. Uh, so if you're a fan of watch parties, uh, that's another option that you can, uh, go and do. And if, uh, anybody from the show that's listening to us wants to come on and do a little interview, we're will- absolutely willing to have you folks on, uh, to discuss your participation in anything, uh, whether it's actors, writers, directors, or the author herself. Um, and we would gladly have Teresa Palmer for sure to come on. That would be awesome. Um, but besides all that, um, I think we can lead out. We'll be back next week uh, for episode three of the series. And that will be our episode four of the podcast, because again, we have our very first episode was a recap of season one. Um, so I guess with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you lead us out?
1: All right, thanks for joining us on a Discovery of Witches, Demons, and Vampires podcast. Join us next week when we will discuss Episode 3.